Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 64 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is January 27th, 2022. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Say Hey Rob. What's going on, brother? What's going on, brother? Uh, Happy uh, Thursday night. It is 8.01. So it is some real real Friday Junior stuff going on right here. (laughs) Uh, First off, before we get into tonight's stuff, I want to say congratulations to your San Francisco 49ers on knocking off the universally hated Green Bay Packers <laughs> on Saturday night. That was uh, some some good stuff. Even not being a Niners fan, as you know I'm not, that was some good, good stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, part three with them and the uh, always hated anywhere in Los Angeles, any team Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams. Well, Sunday. Rob. I'll talk football for just just a tiny bit, but I do I do want to bring in uh, our guy Brooks so he can join in. Brooks Newton, welcome back to the podcast, bro. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, happy to be on. I, I I'm saying hello like I didn't just talk to you guys for ten minutes before we pressed record, but hey, here we are. Say hey, this is Say how we hey. roll. And uh, hey, I've been Brooks. waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting all year to be on the on the pod with you guys. All year. God, dad what joke. a what a dad joke. Dad joke. Uh, can't help. Anyways. Me. Okay, Brooks, hold on. Rob, <laughs> back to football real quick. No, I'm playing. Brooks can join it too, because I know he's a Niner guy along with me. But um, you know, I I talk football with obviously everyone I know. Um and, and as I you know, I told I don't know if I told Rob this, but I know I told my wife this and I've been telling like my dad, my brother this. I said back in like late November, I said, if the Niners find a way to get in, um, you know, and don't take any offenses, Rob. I said, <laughs> I want Dallas and I want Green Bay because I know we can beat them. I yeah. want nothing to do with Tampa Bay and I want nothing to do with the Cardinals because they are just matchup nightmares. I do for the Niners. what you said about the Cardinals. Yep. Yeah. And so. You know, and obviously we're getting the Rams Sunday again. I know the whole like it's going to be uh, tough to beat a team three times in a year. Yeah, I've played and I've coached, you know, <laughs> in sports like for a long time. I get that. And you're 100 percent right. But the Niners match up really well against this Rams team, um, you know, could go either way, of course. But uh, I'll tell you what, if the Niners get to the Super Bowl, man. Um, holy cow. That'd be fun. And I would, although our good buddy Cheeto is a big uh, Bengals fan, I would just love to get some revenge on them Kansas City Chiefs. So. Either way. I mean, 
after the year they had, if they get back to the Super Bowl, especially down here, you know, out here, basically a home game for them down in Los Angeles. Oh, if, they yeah. can, if they can get down there, I mean, good, good luck being that Niners team after the run they've been on. If they can win this weekend, you know, let's not get out of ourselves, but if they can win this weekend, I like their chances in uh, the Super Bowl. Hey, if they beat the Cowboys that score like 50 points all the time, the Packers, everybody knows that they were essentially the best team all year. And then the Rams in which uh, have kind of loaded up, you know, Von Miller, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, they're going for it. They've been going for it. Um, They're tough to beat. If the Niners knock off those three, it'll probably go down as one of the most surprising teams to ever make a run to the Super Bowl, I would that, say that that's a hell of a run. You complete Absolutely. that, Oof. and it would be sweet. It'd be ultra sweet for me because I am vocal about my most hated team in the NFL, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. I hate them. Yeah, Seahawks, whatever. <laughs> I'm supposed I'm supposed to hate the Cowboys. Yeah, but Seattle's whatever. beautiful. I mean, but, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I love Seattle. Uh, but uh, anyway, Dallas is beautiful, no, right? Hey, I don't, I don't know. hey, most hated at the top of my board, Los Angeles Rams. Then go beat so, them, yeah. right? L.A. Bay Area, yeah. Yep, yep. Beat LA. Uh, so, Brooks, you said you said you wanted to touch base on our last episode, real quick. I I had a great time listening to the uh, top ten Giants killers episode. If anybody listening has not listened to it yet, uh, go ahead and dial it back. Go check that one out. It was a ton of fun. I don't know who came up with it. Great job, Rob. Uh, All Rob. That was me. That was me. Roberto. Uh, good job, buddy. Um, I did, you know, just like everybody that's going to listen to it, they're always going to have their own list or it's going to go in a different order. Or they're going to think somebody you guys not have included. Um, and this is the Giants killer since 2000. So, uh, you know, we're not talking about any of the guys back in the day. Uh, but the one that came to mind uh, when I was thinking of my own list uh, I actually thought of two guys. I thought of two guys from the Atlanta Braves. Uh-huh. Number one, Brian McCann. You guys remember him? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. how, now, how can we not? Now, he, uh, for a long time before Posey came on the scene, really, and took over, uh, Brian McCann was like your premier hitting catcher. Um, and he did quite the bit of damage um, against your San Francisco Giants. And, you know, he actually hit much better in San Francisco overall, uh, much better numbers there. But, yeah, he popped out eight homers and 16 doubles, uh, 814 OPS in uh, 242 plate appearances. So that's, you know, that's like more than you would think. Yeah. 32 homer, uh, 16, 17 jacks, um, you know, driving in 60 plus as a catcher kind of pace there. So just the guy that I always remember just killing the giants with bases loaded and stuff like that. And then the other guy, you guys can probably guess Freddie Freeman just had the mm-hmm. knack for, you know, taking the giants to the woodshed 11 bombs in 236 plate appearances. Um, he actually does a lot of uh, his best damage against um, the uh, NL West, uh, the D backs, you know, and the Rockies and such. So uh, yeah, those two guys came to mind as giants killers for me. Oh, future God, the, the Hall oh, of Famer Freddie Freeman. Future Hall of Famer Freddie Freeman. Future Giant? What? A future I Giant? Was, yes, was, yes. Well, yeah. Rob, Rob went full board there. I was just going to say, oh, God, I'm hoping that, you know, whenever this freaking season gets started, he's not in the division because we know where that'll be. Oh, please no. Yeah. No, not buying it. <laughs> not buying it. Yeah. Does that mean Bellinger's gone? No. Rob, yeah, did not, you say, not buying it. Rob, did you say Hall of Fame? <laughs> 
Oh, I, yeah. What about the Hall of Fame, Doug? Yeah, you Who got something to say about the Hall of Fame? Uh, fuck the Hall of Fame, okay? <laughs> Let's just go straight for it, huh? No. <laughs> hey, okay, so obviously the the main purpose we're recording tonight, and I know it's been a couple of days since results came out, but, um, you know, life happens. We're busy. Uh, Barry Bonds, arguably the, you know, not only the greatest giant in uh, – in San Francisco history, but arguably in major league history um, is not going to be in the hall of fame. And uh, you know, barring a miracle this December, but we can get into that later um, in his 10th year uh, and final year on the ballot receives uh, just 66% of the vote. Um, you know, just initial, we can just kind of start off like initial thoughts, uh, you know, of bonds not getting in um, Brooks. We'll, we'll have you start first. Go. Ooh, Barry Bonds, not a Hall of Famer. Hmm. Hmm. That sentence there. It just makes me kind of do a, uh, a double take. Um, I actually thought he was going to get in this last year. I thought this was the the torture of all the writers. We're finally going to say, all right, I mean, we're just silly at this point. Here you go. You're in. Here's your 10-year wait. Uh, but it didn't happen. Uh, he fell short. A lot of people you know, were uh, not surprised based on um, how everything was trending with the ballots coming in. Um, Barry, and I can definitely go into plenty of detail on this episode, uh, but he made a lot of enemies and he's basically, they slapped him with a life sentence without parole. And I'll, I'll start with that. That is That's a uh, great way to put it. He, he made some enemies. we finally got to realize it wasn't just about the steroids robert initial initial thoughts come on initial thoughts come on don't hold back don't pull (laughs) any punches man come on nah for an initial thought on this it's bullshit i we all grew up watching barry bonds right he was the most all-around player you could possibly if you had to create, if you were creating a player on MLB The Show, if you were creating yourself. John Dowd. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, he was John Dowd. MVP, he, was, baby. he was the perfect player, you know, for before all the steroid stuff and stealing all the bases, winning the gold gloves, you know, just hitting for high average, the power, even in candlestick when it was damn near impossible to, you know, hit, hit the ball out consistently. Just an outstanding all around player, you know, early in his career and he was good through the whole thing through the steroid era. And now we have to sit back and look at all the stuff he did in, in our childhoods and our, in our lives, our adulthoods too, to look at him and, and say, he's not a hall of famer. I just, I can't wrap my mind around that. Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame, guys. Barry Bonds is not. Sorry, Harold. Sorry, Harold, if you're listening. My bad. What do you think, Doug? (laughs) What do you think? Are you happy with this news? (laughs) Obviously not. It's it's a huge disappointment. And I kind of I kind of wanted to bring up a a few numbers and I'll kind of tie in, you know, my my heartfelt opinion on it. So so, anyways, um, you know, in his first year on the ballot, which was 2013. And I, I, you know, some people are talking about this, but not like a lot. And I, you guys follow it was just as much, if not more baseball than I do. 
even in this this lockout era that we're in right now. But um, so his first year on about was 2013. In 2014, um, you know, they changed the rules uh, for getting in. Um, you know, you used to be on the ballot for 15 years. In 2014, only basically in his second year, they changed it to 10 years. Basically saying, and, and if you don't think this was for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and, you know, the big names that were leading this whole steroid era, whatever, this was absolutely for them to get them off the ballot sooner. Because if you think about it, if there's still five more years left on this with the charge they made these last couple of years, and they may have, uh, you know, been pushed up a little more because this was the last year, but they were probably projected to uh, get in within those next five years. But I just, you know, I want to point that out anyways, but so in his years, 36.8%, 44 point 53.8, 56.4, 59.1, 60.7, 61.8. And then this year in his final year, 61.8%. So it increased every year, but not enough to get that 75% requirement from the baseball writers. Um, yeah, the majority said he's in, but it's yeah. not about the majority. Right? No, it's got to be three quarters. Like, it, you know, we'll talk format in a little bit, but I just, I just want to, the, the thing that sticks out to me, it's like, if you compare this to other sports and I know that the baseball hall of fame is a separate entity from, you know, major league baseball, you know, they're not tied together. Um, I, I tweeted out yesterday, like this is leaving off Michael Jordan in the NBA. This is leaving off Jerry Rice, know, Jerry Rice, <laughs> Tim Brown in, in the NFL, it's it's leaving off Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky in the NHL, you know, but it's like Barry Bonds is right there with, you know, the level of legendary equity that they've provided to, you know, their respective sports. Like, I mean, do you guys agree with that? That's uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. This is leaving Tiger Woods out of the uh, PGA Tour yeah. Hall of Fame. I mean, I mean, we are at, at that level and I don't it's like leaving Happy Gilmore off the Waterbury Open. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can't do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's having Gilmore off the uh, Waterbury Open uh, <laughs> Clubhouse Hall of Fame there, you know. <laughs> but oh gosh, it's 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 a it's a travesty. Brooks, go ahead, man. Well, I, 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 know I mean, you got this. No, but I had Jerry Rice, Michael Jordan, and Wayne Gretzky written down on my notes, Doug. So we obviously had the same. <laughs> and I swear we did not talk about that before then. Swear. So obviously we had the same uh, thought process going Mindset, in. yeah. Because you can't help but think about the four major, you know, sports that are prevalent here in the United States. Um, I'm not a big soccer guy. I'm sorry to anyone listening, but I don't follow it. I don't know what their Hall of Fame is all about. But that being said, you know, could you imagine, A, Jerry's, uh, you know, he's connected to some uh, PEDs, you know. All right. So that's not enough. Sorry. Uh, you know, that that is enough to justify you being out, Jerry Rice. You're not allowed in. Um, and, you know, let's let's talk about the steroid being now a just a partial issue. Now, we, we were always talking about, oh, Bonds, it's got to be the steroid thing. That's why he's not going to get in. We now know we're gonna, I'm kind of going a little out of order here, but we know with somebody else that was elected the other day, uh, David Ortiz, also known by many as Big Poppy. Uh, we know that he definitely had a positive steroid test, uh, whether he knew about it or not, whatever. Um, I'm going back to it. Now we are realizing it's not just about the roids, okay? 
Um, and if we're talking about the other athletes that we mentioned, the greats in all these sports, I mean, think about Michael Jordan, like Barry Bonds. He was not a media darling. He was, you know, very much, he's a very prickly guy. Uh, you know, he's not the nicest guy, Michael, you know, it's not space jam version of himself. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, MJ, if you're listening, but <laughs> he um, is a, he is a regular listener. Yes, yes. Podcast. Everybody you, knows it. I hope he skips this episode because thank you. You're Aaron, Aaron but that would never interfere with his hall of fame candidacy. Uh, if, if Michael Jordan was, you know, connected to any steroids at any given moment, um, it should not be, you know, it could be something that's more something you have to live with. That's going to be next to your name, your whole career. That should be enough. You know, it's enough to be tied in with performance enhancing drugs where people think, Oh, it's not the hand eye coordination and the generational talent that Barry Bonds is obviously it was the steroids that's how he did all of his damage at the plate that's how he was able to draw a record-breaking number of walks and intentional walks and break the all-time home run record it it clearly was all the steroids is what you know a lot of these writers are making it look like at least they were for the longest time and I'll I'll end this by saying we now know and we're going to get deep into this guys and gals that are listening it's not just about the steroids. We really thought it was a lot of the steroid talk is why Bonds is not going to get in. And now we know that MLB, you know, alone in their holier than thou opinion based structure is now clearly a broken system for their Hall of Fame voting. Well, you know, Brooks, my, my retort to that is, you know, you say it's not, it wasn't just about the steroids. Well, was like, was it ever about the steroids? Because, you know, you look at the, the past history, and we've seen these names floating around the last couple of days. You know, um, Jeff Bagwell and Pudge Rodriguez, you know, and, and we could even go back, like further back to, and, and this is irrelevant because, oh, wait, <clears throat> you know, it wasn't illegal at the time, which <laughs> that's kind of funny. Like Mike Schmidt, even back in the 80s, who's Michael all there Jack now. Schmidt. You know, Hall of Fame third baseman absolutely deserves to be in. Um, you know, said he was taking stuff back then, but hey, he's in. Nobody cares. Mike Mike Schmidt's a legend, right? And so, and, and by the way, I just I just want to throw in too. You know, um, this is not a knock on David Ortiz. Like David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer, in my yes. opinion. Yeah. I, I'm sure make all no, three make, of us make no mistake. Yeah, all three of us can agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, baseball is a sport with so many statistics nowadays um, that, you know, if you combine them all together, you know, you were talking your regular stats, your saber metrics, everything you put it into a blender and you say, you know, go create me the greatest player of all time using our sports or our stats. It's probably Barry Bonds. His numbers are fucking ridiculous. And um, to keep him out is ridiculous because of this. It's just, it's so hypocritical. It's, it's, I can keep going on, but whatever. <laughs> well, I want to get Rob's thought on this. That, those are great yeah. points, Doug. You great did points. mention, was it ever about the steroids? All the other guys you mentioned, Bagwell and such. Um, the thing that stands out to me is what does Bagwell and uh, Pudge and all these other steroid guys that you mentioned, uh, what do they have in common? They're nice guys. No, I'm not, I'm not even ready to get into that part. (laughs) I'm not even ready. I want to answer your part about the steroids. Literally what they don't have that Barry Bonds does have is the all time home run record. 
and what how does that play in with the steroids the people that did not want him on their ballot also happened to be uh hiding their ballot we'll get into that later Cowards. Um, but they i would love for one of them to show their face online call me out and say that i'm wrong but they are mad that hank aaron is no longer at the very top of the all-time home run leaderboard let's say let's say bonds had a career ending injury um in 2006 or something like that and he finished let's say 30 homers shy of aaron's record i bet you he'd be in the hall right now i agree People are like, hey, well, you know, Bonds was great and he had that stupid steroid allegations and whatever. Uh, let's vote him in. He had like, you know, 730 homers, 720. But ever since he broke that record, he pissed off so this epic group of writers. And It's uh, okay to be second. I yeah. totally get what you're saying. Yeah. But that alone was enough to say he stole that from Hank Aaron, the guy who did it clean. That's what they think. Aaron and his greenies and these other, uh, you know, what happened to be performance enhancers, maybe back in the day. Uh, that's a whole other discussion. But um, basically, that's that's where I'm getting at. It is partially about the steroids, man. They think that that's the reason Bonds wouldn't have the record if it wasn't for the steroids. He only cleared it by six homers. Obviously, he would have kept playing if he was allowed to. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because that, to me, should not be overlooked. He is the home run king. Therefore, people <clears throat> are mad. Therefore, they will not vote him in. They're, that's how it is. It's petty. I, I, I think what these these sports writers, you know, these baseball, you know, writers of America, these basically sanctimonious pricks, these 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 <laughs> gatekeepers of the game. You know, I think what really bothers them is I don't, I agree with you, Brooks. It's not the steroids. I think it's how dominant he was post like once we knew steroids were a thing he because you always hear people say like people who have just played baseball once or twice in their lives like at a young age what's the hardest thing to do in sports oh for me it was hitting a baseball i mean to me it's hitting a golf ball but that's that that, <laughs> that that's another thing i mean i can i can hit a baseball pretty good but i cannot hit a golf ball but you hear a lot of people say it, it was hit, it was hitting a baseball mm-hmm. and like oh okay yeah I, I can see that it, it, it was pretty tough so i think to all these these voters and these old sports writers who have been around for since the 50s writing for the philadelphia examiner and shit like that's things that we don't care about it, it's that once steroids were known and happening and we're talking post mcguire post sosa once that brought base baseball back to relevance barry bonds once he got in, in on that on that action, he damn near he made a mockery of the game because he was already so good. And it was like, okay, you want to get these guys the attention for doing that? Watch this. I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna not swing at anything that's even relatively out of my zone. You know, I'm gonna swing at two, three pitches a game. I'm gonna break the home run record. I'm gonna square up everything I see. And I think once that happened that put bonds as just the easy target of Public the steroid era. number one. Yeah. The easy target. Cause he was all, cause we can all agree. Bonds didn't need steroids. We knew that he was already the best player. Even when McGuire and Sosa were, were hitting those dingers and getting all the attention, we all knew bonds was the best player, but it was cool to watch these guys. These guys who, who looked like wrestlers at the, you know, at the time hit all these home runs and chase down the home run record and the chase. And that was all well and good. And baseball needed at, at the time. 
But yeah, once Barry got involved with that, he, I think these writers truly believe he made a mockery of baseball. I, mind, I, tr- yeah. I truly believe that because he was already so good. And then he just, he embarrassed the game after that point by, he, he basically broke it. I guess is what I'm saying. What Barry did was something that nobody had ever seen before. And I think it made people uncomfortable because he got into his late thirties and early forties when 100% of the time history shows, not even just baseball sports. I mean, you can look at like Tom Brady's done it the last couple of years. He, he could be the comparison you hear, but you know, Barry's getting to 40, 41 years old. And in 2004, I think he, he did. He turned 40 that year. He had arguably the greatest offensive season of all time. I mean, it was ridiculous. This 40-year-old is is doing things that nobody had seen before. And it was like he was giving a big F you to all the haters out there that are, you know, saying all this. And, and I just want to make another, like, comparison point. You know, David Ortiz did indeed have a pot. I'm just saying this. I know we're going out of order and stuff like tangents, but whatever, this episode deserves every thought that comes to our head. Um, so we can go off tangent, whatever. David Ortiz has a positive record or a positive test on his record was in the Mitchell report, just like bonds, Barry bonds. I know. Yeah. We're the giants fans that always say, well, Barry didn't have uh, you know, a positive test on his record. Do we think he did steroids? He probably did something fucking sure. I mean, look at him. Um, who didn't? Yeah, he, but but that's it. You could tie that in too. I mean, like we don't even know who was doing it back then, and I'm sure there are more than a couple dozen members in the Hall of Fame that had their fair share of needles or cream or whatever. But anyways, my point is, you know, if we're trying to do the you know innocent until proven guilty thing here, like we do in the United States with the court system. You know, let's change. This may be dramatic, but I'm just trying to make a point. Let's change it to murder. Change it to murder. Okay. (laughs) So we have proof that David Ortiz actually did kill someone, correct? Do we have any for sure proof that we can hang on Barry Bonds that he actually murdered someone? No, you can't because the glove didn't fit, Rob. Someone wrote a book about it. Therefore, we bring an OJ into this. Wow. (laughs) Just for you. Orenthal. Now, you see, uh, yeah, Chewbacca is a Wookiee, right? South <laughs> no, um, <laughs> <not> no. Park. <laughs> but, but what I'm really, Doug, that's a great point that you, however you look at it, it kind of goes back to the first thing I said on this. Like, literally, imagine getting a life sentence without parole by these these writers. It's like, uh, you could argue that, we do we know, like, do any of these writers have the actual the the brains behind actually how steroids work what it does to the body what kind of steroids barry had and what that did to his body what kind of effect it had on his body versus a hundred other sample people that might be on that steroid at that same age in that same weight in height class i'm going crazy here but literally how can you as a baseball writer that barely watches you know, anything, uh, you know, other than just the game and that's it. And just write about it. I'm sorry, but that's all they're doing. They're not doing anything else. They're not digging into what the actual effects were on his body. How do they know that the steroid just didn't keep him from being injured? It kept him on the field. And what is better for baseball? Barry Bonds on the 60 day injured list or literally smashing 73 dingers. What is better for the game? The game should say, hey, Barry, 
Thanks for all the gazillions of dollars. Uh, we're going to go ahead and press the veto button and you're automatically in the Hall of Fame. I don't get why MLB is like, well, he did the steroids and he, you know, didn't sign an autograph for that baseball writer's son. So he gone. So anyways, yeah. that's that's my quick thought. I am, I'm very glad you brought that up because I wanted, I wanted to touch base on that too. And we need to, to look at, we're kind of in a similar spot where we're now than we were in 1994 baseball's on strike. Um, obviously all three of us were really young. Um, but you know, like it was a dying sport. The NFL was already great and it was really taking off. Um, college football was becoming really big in the nineties. The NBA was already really big with the bulls in their run, you know, um, Baseball really started to kind of fall off then. And then come guys like Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And I'll tell you what, even though it wasn't Barry Bonds, in 1998, when Sosa and McGuire went on that run, even if you weren't really a diehard baseball fan, you freaking watched. You Absolutely. watched. I was seven years old for the most of that season. And I watched so many non-Giants games because I wanted to see guys hit the ball at the ballpark. And I'm a pitcher guy. I love low-scoring <laughs> 2-1, one nothing games. But you know what? One, some of the most exciting things in sports, top three in all sports that I can think of, hitting a home run is one of them. And, um, you know, the, uh, a guy like uh, Bud Selig, who was commissioner at the time, you know, looking the other way while all this is going on because, hey, people are watching our game again. So, you know what? We're not going to worry about it, at least not for now, because people are watching, people are buying tickets, people are buying jerseys, people are going to games. And then all of a sudden, it's a big problem. And then baseball says, oh, no, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hall I of just Famer. want just yeah. want to point that out as well. Yes. Um, it's it, it's really embarrassing. Hey. Bud Selig and Barry Bonds combined for 762 home runs. I mean, that's Incredible. a ton. That's a ton of homers, though. Incredible. I mean, both of those guys should be Hall of Famers, but just just Bud. And before, I just I just want to put out this one final point too on this, and then Rob, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'll, I'll, no, I'll let you're you good. go after this, but you're good. I I wanted to, I I know we're not like freaking you know out here saying this for Roger Clemens too, but. Roger Clemens is arguably one of the greatest pitchers of all time as well. Yeah, we didn't bring him up for quite a while here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But but listen, I want to think about this. Barry Bonds has the most MVPs in baseball history. Which, what do you have? Seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, guess who has the most Cy Youngs in Major League history? Also seven. Yeah, it's Roger Clemens. Um, and I know this is a different era and, uh, you know, different reasons. But the most hits – in Major League history, Pete Rose, what do they all have in common? None of them are in the Hall of Fame. Right. What a fucking black eye. What a black eye for the sport. I mean, like, these guys, these guys brought you all this money and attention to your sport, and none of them get their careers recognized. I just think that's pathetic. In the Museum of Baseball. None mm-hmm. of those guys are in there. But, no, Doug, you make a good point about Bug Seeley because you were kind of – I thought you were kind of segueing into something I wanted to talk about. And that was about dudes from the steroid era who are in the hall of fame, but didn't do anything and just, and watch the game. I'm talking about a mean person, Tony LaRusa, Tony LaRusa. You could almost say, you could almost say (laughs) that. And 
guys in the Hall of Fame. I think for what's worth, he's a great manager. He's managed World Series championship teams, you know, a, a lot of great players. You know, I'm not saying he's a bad manager, and, and this takes nothing away from that. I'm just trying to make a point. I mean, you could argue that ster- steroids in 1988-1989 you know started in his locker room with McGuire and Canseco yeah. and all, and all those dudes on the on the Oakland A's who looked like you know they could have been on WWE you know raw <laughs> on, on Monday night I, I'm serious and and then you fast forward to 1998 sure there's McGuire again and, and Larissa and look who's in the dugout. It's Tony Larusa. Mind Good you, point. that Cardinals team wasn't very good that year. But yeah, you, you get my point. But you, you know, know how much but they, they were generating a lot, a lot of revenue for the Kidding sport me? and themselves and mm-hmm. Mark McGuire himself. You know, so you know, it's just it's the the way they can pick and choose from the steroid era. The way they're doing this, you know, for people like us who were kids and we were highly impressionable at the time, and I guess we still are now. But I mean, that's that really hits home when you, when you look back on it. It's like, damn, like they're they're going to leave Barry Bonds, Ro- Roger Clemens, and this guy and this guy, Rafael Palmero. We throw him in there too. Yeah, there's, you know? there's a lot yep, more. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we can throw him in there and they're going to leave these guys out. But guys like Bud Selig and Tony La Russa, who damn well knew what the hell was going on, and were, and Joe Torrey, who's come in there too. You know, a high, you know, high manager, you know, back then, you know, great manager too. But just bringing in all, all that recognition and fame and you know credibility to his name, but these guys get brushed to the side. It just sucks, right? I hadn't thought of the Larusa thing. That's great. Yeah, I mean, that's hey, uh, you know, we wanted to come hard tonight, so we did. But, <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, I, I, it's just it's a broken system. I mean, so let's let's talk. Do we do we want to get into the format and the structure of how? You know, like what is what is wrong with this? I mean, first of all, you know, I, I'm a believer that if I'm and I look at the negative, if I'm really good at something, right, and I fail to get in the most recognizable, you know, let's say museum. Yeah, it is a museum. Um, even though I was maybe maybe the best at it, um, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want that decided on guys that never played at the highest level. I, I've been saying, you know, for a couple of years now in regards to Barry Bonds, whether he gets in the hall of fame or not, if, if, if I don't get in, I want to not get in by guys that have played the game. And I truly feel like, I don't know how to do it perfectly, but I really feel like the people that should be voting players in and deciding their Hall of Fame legendary fates should be former players and in make them Hall of Fame players. Uh, okay there it is. That. No, I think it has to be Hall, of Fame, Hall yes. of Fame players. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're now in the fraternity. That should be part of the rules. Every year yes. you need to be uh, your your duty as a Hall of Famer is you need to vote for the next uh, class. And, and if the numbers grow every year, then whatever. Yeah. Well, I it's almost like we're getting into the structure, but there is a couple of things I wanted to mention. This kind of yeah. goes into it, but it, it is funny. We were talking about the different sports, right? We're talking about Jerry Rice and Michael Jordan, and Wayne Gretzky, right? And if you think of this is, I promise this is related. I promise. But MLB has arguably the best all-star game. Can we agree? The all-star 100%. game. I think 100%. so. For major they, league they baseball. actually look like they give a shit. So yeah. It means something. It means something to the players. Um, it's the perfect time. It's a nice little break. Um, everybody watches it. 
everyone can't half ass a net bat. Sure. You can't. <laughs> and then and then you kind of follow that in importance and hype and all that with let's say NBA, NHL, and we'll round it out with probably the worst <laughs> is the Pro Bowl in the NFL that nobody watches. No one's it's like two hand touch. There's nothing exciting yeah. about it. Here's all the guys that didn't make the Super Bowl that are, you know, whatever, <laughs> right? It has no bearing on anything. It's not important. And they all get a free trip to Hawaii. Boom. But if you go in the reverse order, it's probably how most of us would rank each Hall of Fame, right? The Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio is very, very special. I, my dad and uh, his brother took a trip out there. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but they saw um, Steve Young get inducted. Um, and, uh, you know, just just the, the whole experience, right? They went with um, uh, Bob St. Clair's family, uh, a oh, long nice. time uh, yeah, NFL legend, really. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, my uncle knows his son, Greg. So they got to do the whole experience and, and uh, you know, check out all the busts that they have for all the elite players that have uh, made the Hall of Fame and all the speeches. And, you know, it's uh, sure, I'm sure MLB's Hall of Fame, uh, you know, it's cool too. They have a great museum and all that stuff. But I, I want to mention the NFL does it differently. Um, I, I look back at, at some of the, uh, the guys that are voted in, um, since 2006. So going on 16 years, um, the, uh, let's start with, uh, baseball, the baseball writers of association, uh, or should I say, uh, as our, our buddy, Chris Corbett, uh, coined the, uh, Barry Bonds was an asshole. Is what it stands for. <laughs> That's fantastic. Chris. Uh, one of the best tweets uh, you're going to see in a long time. Great job. Follow him, Blue Jays underscore Giants on Twitter. Um, I want to mention, though, that literally 33 players were voted in by the writers in the last 16 years. 33. That's an average of two per year. Pathetic. Two. Two per year since 2006. Uh, in NFL, 106 players were voted in since 2006 and and i'm sure someone someone pundit of, of some sort might want to say well brooks uh that's just watering down the very special hall of fame uh absolutely not it's it's very much so that there are a lot of talented players that are on the outside looking in man two a year is a joke when you have 30 guys on the ballot and only two are getting in um so i just want to mention that uh obviously Yes, you can point out the NFL and MLB are two different Hall of Fames. But that right there, to me, is your example that one of them is doing it wrong. That's a great point. Um, and, and, you know, you, you look at something like that and it's like, well, you make the argument for, like, what would you hear more? You know, that, oh, this guy shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame or this guy got snubbed and should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, like, true. why not play it safe? I mean especially when we're talking all the time. And trust me, if it, it since, since major league baseball or it's, I'm sorry, this is different since the hall of fame and writers really made it pretty freaking crystal clear on Tuesday that it's all about what kind of human you are. Um, I mean, let's stick to football. How many pieces of shit are in the pro football hall of fame? Oh, uh. Oh. oh my God, <laughs> guys that have beaten their wives, guys that have possibly committed murder. I won't say any names, Ray Lewis. I mean, but there are so many guys out there in the NFL that have made the Hall of Fame that, you know, 
are way worse human beings than guys like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. And they aren't being judged on it because maybe they weren't the nicest guys to the writers throughout their career. Hey, Doug, don't forget Roger Clemens attempted murder against Mike Piazza with a broken back. <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, great segue. Mike Piazza's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he admitted in his book that he did what, Brooks? Um, uh, Flintstones vitamins. No, yes. that's not it. No, it clearly Took steroids. There's probably more guys uh, in the Hall of Fame that are on steroids that uh, still to this day, no one knows. And they'll yeah. take it with them to their grave, whatever. It just goes to show that, hey, man, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm always going to lose this battle to somebody that it has a different view. They're never changing their mind, but I don't actually care that much about the, the steroids thing. It doesn't, you know, you, you give uh, Joaquin Arias uh, steroids. He's not going to pump out, you know, 50 jacks. It's just not how it works. I mean, or Bobby Estalea. Sorry, oh, Joaquin. God. That's oh. that's two episodes now. Joaquin. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> We're not piling on you, dude. I'm We're sorry. not piling on. No, but, uh, but you know what I mean though? It's, it's not like, oh man, I was just about to hit that homer. It was going to travel 398 feet, but just missed it. Hey, I did some steroids. It went 407 feet. It's a homer. Yay. Okay. But, but so talking like ballot process, Rob, I want to get your thoughts. Like, so, so Brooks and I agree. I'm, I'm sure you can agree with this. Like, do you think hall of fame, uh, you know, current hall of famers should be the ones voting in players. And also, you know, like, what do you like? Don't we? Don't, Brooks kind of touched on this earlier. Do you think it's kind of ridiculous that you have to have seventy five percent? You know, in presidential elections. Well, actually, I can't do that here because that's on an electoral college, not percentage. But anyway, <laughs> but, but most okay. Let's talk about uh, you know, Brooks and Rob are running for school president. You know, in high school. Uh, well, whoever has fifty one percent, the majority or higher will become your school class president. It's like, what it's like that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. The one vote, you know? <laughs> one vote. Damn it, No Larry. school on Fridays. Bob. Why didn't Larry uh, vote? Charge. No school on Fridays. Pizza and now Larry and, and now Larry has to live with a freaking, uh, yeah. you know, cage around his pool. But exactly. anyways, uh, but yeah, Rob, what, what do you think about, you know, a possible restructure format? Like, what would you like to see, even though it probably will never happen, you know, for the voting process? Well, if if there is a restructuring process and the baseball hall of fame is still relevant here pretty soon. Cause I, I believe it might not be here pretty soon. I don't think anybody's going to give two shits to tell you the truth here pretty soon, but I think that's a great idea to make current living members of the hall of fame, let them decide. Or if you want to keep these old freaking fossils out there, you, if you want to give them votes, if you want to keep them involved, their ballots should not be anonymous anymore. I'm sorry. Boom. Because because yep. we we're all on Twitter. Everybody listening is probably on Twitter. That's that's how you've heard of us. Isn't it kind of funny how guys like John Heyman, Jeff Passan, guys who are publicly releasing their ballots, those are the ballots that have Bonds and Clemens and those guys on it, but. It's all the ballots that we apparently don't see that yeah. don't have the steroid gauze on, on it because clearly those are the dudes with vendettas against Bonds and Clemens and, I mean, Gary Sheffield and who, whoever the hell you want, Kurt Schilling. I mean, throw them all in there. Who the hell cares? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody with, a, with, you know, with controversies surrounding them in any way, shape, or form. So it's either you make 
you, you kick out the baseball baseball writers if you want to. If you think that's the best move, I think it's the best move. But I don't see them doing that. But if you're going to keep them involved, you make all their ballots public and you make them answer for what the hell they're doing. If you're going to vote, if 80, what was it, 84, 85 voted for David Ortiz? Uh, 77. Oh, oh, it wasn't as high as I thought. 77 for Mm -hmm. David Ortiz. I think maybe the public votes might have been that high. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going to give David Ortiz that that much, you know, support and you're not going to, do that for Barry Bonds, you should have to answer and give your justification as to why. And and one writer did, didn't they? I, I can't think of who it was. Was it Tom um, Bernucci? No, no, no. It was it was more of a regional guy covered a specific team. Um, but I I guess kudos, kind of semi kudos for it, like justifying and admitting it. Like he straight up said, I I voted for David Ortiz and not Barry Bonds because. David Ortiz has like a likable smile and he's a nice guy. And that's why I swear to God. You're and saying I mean, the I quiet will, part out loud, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I, I totally understand if the writers are going to continue to do it, you know, Hey, uh, make it public and justify, you know, make it make sense because Answer. you know, the, we, it doesn't make sense because you can't use the whole steroid argument anymore. So it's obviously not steroids. It's really based off your human character. Well, apparently, I obviously the fact that Ortiz got in on the first ballot, the first ballot on his yeah. first try, first shot, yes, steroids user. Uh, while Bonds and Clemens, their shot clock expired. I know it's a different sport, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's poetic, you know. The the biggest example that it wasn't only the steroids controversy that's keeping him out of the hall. It's the opinion of the feelings committee, the personality police, the attitude bureau. I got all these, right? Their collective opinion. That's why they didn't get the 75%. And to, to mention, you know, my thoughts on the, the hidden ballots and stuff, obviously it's, it's out there. They have this little box, right? Check this if you want your ballot public or not yeah. right so everyone that checked no is scared of the toxic backlash that they're going to receive from fans on twitter and whatnot to a degree right but that just means that like come on it's not like passing is is trying to fight aj Przinski fans of why he didn't vote for him <laughs> no. it's it's because it doesn't like literally hey like that's not a big deal like i voted for 10 guys they're all legit um you might have an argument about a certain pretty good player like a tory hunter or something like Sure, but no one's going to lose their mind over it. Like if you show your ballot and Roger Clemens, the best pitcher of his era and Barry Bonds, best hitter of his era are not on your ballot, you writer with your thoughts and your opinions, then you're going to have to answer for that. So that's why they're hiding it. That's why they're saying, I don't want anybody. We could deduce, right? We can just say, okay, let's look at all 400, whatever writers. Okay, these 300, uh, 310 are known or whatever and the rest are unknown. I'm going to be like, cool. So I know everyone that didn't show their ballot. And I'm just going to assume, I'm just going to assume that they all did not put bonds on their ballot. So that's, uh, yeah, it's sad. It's a pretty safe assumption, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. For sure. A, a couple more points I want to touch before we wrap up. But um, I just, like, this has kind of been bothering me the last couple of days. You know, when we think of Hall of Fame, you know, like the museums, re- regardless of sport, you know, what does it represent? It's one word. It's history. And, you know, it's there to document history, everything 
that has happened in that sport that's led you to where you are now. Um, you know, in, in side point real quick, I just want to point out that Bonds' 756 ball is on display there um in the hall of fame but you know we can we can recognize it and and but but not put him in which is just total hypocrisy but my my point is is by basically not allowing these guys in um you know you're ignoring history and you're basically trying to erase a generation the generation that possibly and probably saved baseball um completely out of the hall of fame and it's just like it's vanishing in its existence it's like thanos snapped his finger (laughs) and said hey you know from 1997 ish to 2005 or 6 or whatever you know it it never happened and like that's just it's pathetic in my eyes i i don't know how to say it that uh, i like the thanos that's (laughs) he snapped the uh the non 20 the 25 percent that bonds couldn't get um no, yeah, no, that's, uh, I, I just want to just mention the fact that we're before, you know, before rapid and all that stuff, I think the most important thing is that we're, we're Giants fans. Everybody knows it. It's called the say, Hey podcast for a reason. Um, and there's a guy in the, the hall of fame, uh, the say, Hey kid. And, and like, it's been mentioned and this isn't breaking news anybody but you know this is what sucks the most is that willie mays does you know he's not gonna live forever he's he's uh you know he's getting the way up there um and uh he's 90 plus i believe and he's not gonna be around to see bonds um you know get in that's just that 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 would break my heart so hopefully there is a today's game which used to be called the veterans uh committee there's a chance there's 16 of them uh, you need 12 of those votes. Yeah. Uh, Still makes, 75%. Yeah, 12, 12 votes. Makes up uh, mostly, uh, was it former players and um, some managers and stuff like that. So so Bonds has a chance. I was listening to Kuiper talk about it um, on that pod about, you know, he, he's not sure, but, you know, there's a good chance that maybe Barry gets in in December. Um, but still, it's, it's just, it's a shame that the writers uh, had to pony up and, Say we did it, boys. We did it. We kept Barry out. <laughs> Brooks, I'm I'm glad you you brought up the say hey kid because I want to go back uh, about three and a half years um, to 2018 when the Giants were awful. By the way, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, Rob already knows where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, put it put it lightly. Rob and I went. It was the Pittsburgh Pirates and the San Francisco Giants, uh, the two teams that Barry Bonds played for his entire career, and um. Willie Mays got up and spoke, which, by the way, you know, caveat, uh, the, up until that day, the Giants only retired numbers of Hall of Fame members. And, you know, they broke that exception because, you know, even they knew it's kind of hogwash he isn't in yet. And nobody should ever, ever wear 25 ever again in, in the city, by the way. And we were allowed on Twitter. Oh, very, very. Yeah, yeah. But apparently uh, Larry Kruger didn't know that, by the way. Shout out, Kruger. Uh, yeah. You freaking uh-uh. piece of shit. I hate you. I always have. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Besides point. Anyways, um, Rob and I were at this game where, where Bonds was getting 25 retired, and Willie Mays got up and spoke. And I had never heard um, Oracle Park so quiet mm-hmm. um, because he spoke for probably, what, 10 minutes, Rob? 
And yeah, yeah, and it and was remember, wasn't scripted. It was not scripted. It was not planned. And I remember John Miller and uh, Mike Kuko say, saying they were telling the story of this day, like. I'm not going up there and stopping him from talking. Um, you know, if Willie Ways wants to talk for four hours, he's going to talk for four hours. And I know there's the godson tie there. And, you know, um, they basically family uh, bonds and Mays. But when, when Willie Mays goes up there and says, put this kid in the Hall of Fame, and he was adamant about it and everything, you know, I actually thought at the time, you know, maybe this is something that's going to, sway the 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 writers and say you know mm-hmm. what if willie mays is saying it who is the ultimate you know hall of famer um the epitome of baseball history is willie mays um you know i thought maybe that would be it and and it, and it wasn't and i just feel like that's a big slap in the face to the say hey kid I, that's just me it, it was yeah i mean that, that that was really cool like in the moment and you know what Shout out to Aunt Steph, and I, I know you're listening. Thank you for the for the tickets that day. That was she cool. really is listening. Yeah, no, I know <laughs> she is. So that was one of the coolest things that I ever got to see. And yeah, not only were you know the MCs, you know Kruko and Kaip and all the other guys down there, they weren't gonna stop Willie Mays. But I remember hearing after the game that the umpires even talked about it to the managers, like, "Well, do you want to go out there and tell them to wrap it up?" And everybody, no, no, like, no. Clint, Clint Hurdle was managing the uh, Pirates, and then he had Bochi and. Yeah, n- nobody was going out there to tell Boy Mays to get off the field and stop talking. So <laughs> that was such that was such a cool day, and it was so just off, off the cuff, and you, you could tell he meant every word that that he said. And really, that was that was one of those things where when you walked out there and, and you listened after you listened to him talk, you're thinking, "Well, shit! If they don't <laughs> let Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame after that." Damn that 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 really is it because then yeah. these guys these guys really have no soul and they they do not give a, a a damn about the history of baseball and they just really hate Barry Bonds that much and that it just really sucks for it to actually come to fruition and be a, a reality now. Yeah, and and I I want to since we are wrapping I I, w- I want to just just kind of put this out there because this is something I had not thought about for the past 10 years or any of these times you know every year we do this oh bonds didn't get in oh damn it grumble grumble and we get all pissed off and we say the hall of fame sucks and it's and then we start over again you know uh, every January and um, what is the hall of fame to you both of you and before before you answer I want to just you know speak collectively for Giants fans Giants fans that yeah, we're we're fans of baseball players that are not giants. Ken Griffey Jr., Tony Gwynn, right? Those are good guys. We're fans. Those guys got into the Hall of Fame. That was cool. We were like, yeah, I like that guy. I'm glad he got in. San Francisco Giants that we watched play never ever got in. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Randy Johnson's one year with the Giants. I'm talking about real Giants players that identify as a giant. Yeah. And I just want to go through a quick list. Orlando Cepeda was voted in by the veterans, I should say, not even the writers, <laughs> not even the writers said Cepeda is good enough. He got uh, voted in in 1999, boys. You go back a little further, Gaylord Perry, 1991, Willie McCovey in 1986, Juan Marichal in 1983, Travis Jackson from the New York days. He was voted in by the veterans in 1982. Willie Mays in 1979. Oh, slam dunk, right? 100% of the votes? No, actually 23 different writers left him off their ballot completely. Uh, I think they had their mind somewhere. Uh, very, very 
very low, very low place. Probably there. voted Ty Cobb in. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy. Um, so that alone just tells you, is this really all worth caring about the same Hall of Fame that didn't think Hall, uh, Willie Mays was a Hall of Famer, like unanimously? Sorry. Anyways, and then uh, High Pockets Kelly from New York and <laughs> Monty Irvin, who spent most of his time in the Negro Leagues. He got voted in by the Negro Leagues in 1973. Like High Pockets. Yep. High Pockets in uh, 1973 by the veterans. And that's it. That is your last 50 years of Hall of Fame entries as Giants players. And which one of those guys did you guys see play? Do you guys ever see uh, Ron Marichal <laughs> throw a pitch? I didn't. Um, I, I just, but he was funky. I just don't, I don't know what to say about the Hall of Fame in general. When you're Giants fans, you look at all we've thought about is the Hall of Fame is Barry's not in it, is all we say. Barry's not in it. Not my Hall of Fame. He's actually in his own hall. It's just the Hall of Barry, Hall of Barry Bonds, and nobody else <laughs> yeah. is invited. And uh, and one tiny little thing on Barry Bonds, last thing for me, and I'll toss it to you guys, but we're coming up on 15 years since Barry last played baseball, right? It's, I think, beyond time for the Giants to start celebrating Barry Bonds. I know retiring his number was a great start, but I'm talking about a Bonds statue outside the ballpark. Oh, 100%. And- commemorative mural of his milestones and and you know a big giant shot of him securing the home run record and how about this a wall of rubber chickens for his record setting intentional walks i want (laughs) i want all that the whole enchilada so that's where i'm at giants uh pr and everybody that is responsible go go for it make barry bonds uh very friendly in the ballpark you know i think um especially after um the, you know, this, this vote that he, he didn't get in on his last ballot. Um, I, I think we could see a statue this year. I mean, I really mean that uh, sometime throughout the 2022 season. Um, and, and you know what, make it Barry Bonds day, you have it the same day every year. I mean, like he's, he's the yeah. exception that you make that for. And I, I would be shocked if we don't see a statue no later than 2023, you know? Yeah. Statue. Brooks talked about a mural of his accomplishments. That'd be great. Love the rubber I, chicken idea. Yeah, I would. <laughs> and you know what? I think you know what? I might have seen this up on the, on a club level one time, but I would like to see a mural out there publicly of Bonds. And I think it was 1998 of him standing on the dugout at Candlestick, and you know, has having his arms raised to the fans and high fiving everybody, like something like that. Like that would be really cool had to be out in public. I don't know where they would put it. I mean, but for something like that, you would, you would find a spot and yeah. A, you know, commemorative, you know, spot for the rubber chickens and things like that. Like that, I mean, all, all that, just everything he represented during that time. Cause people forget, you know, the giants were really bad in 2005, 2006, 2007. They freaking sucked. The only reason we watched was see Barry Bonds hit jacks. Yep. And then around <laughs> seven, we got in six, we got Kane and Linscombe and then, Oh man, maybe them, maybe they might be good one day, and we we yeah. know what happened after that. But but he just he meant so so much to all of us and all the fans, and you know, and it's funny, Brooks. You know, you you bring that up. Yeah, it's true. We haven't seen one one Giants of our time really go in the Hall of Fame. I, I started thinking about Rob Nen for a second, but he's not in. So that was one of the guys I thought of, but now he's not. So it's just sucks yeah we think about it like that yeah it, it's it's even worse than i thought so 
I, I wanted to close with, and, and I've just thought about this in the last minute. I, I wanted to close with the 2022 entire ballot. I wanted us to pick um, our hall of famers. And I was at the whole time up until literally a minute ago, I was thinking, well, let's pick our 10. And then it hit me. And I said in my head, while you guys were talking, <laughs> I'm like, why 10? Why 10? Why does it have to be 10? I think that, you know, there shouldn't be a set number, a max number. Uh, you know, you guys touched on that earlier. We're talking about football. You know, there's no, some years there's four guys, some years there's nine guys, you know, it's, um, but the low amount that gets in every year now for baseball is, is somewhat telling and it's embarrassing. So I think we should just run through real quick, everybody that's on this ballot and say who could be in, in the hall of fame. And it could be 14, 15 guys. I don't give a shit. Um, so, uh, anybody want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So here's who I have. I surprisingly have Barry Bonds getting in. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> now Barry Bonds in. Roger Clemens in. This one's a little more controversial. Alex Rodriguez in. I'm going off numbers here. I'm a numbers guy. Kurt Schilling in. Manny Ramirez in. I'll give Andrew Jones in. Todd Helton in. Gary Sheffield in. Uh, Sammy Sosa in. Jeff Kent in. Uh, let me keep going here. I have numbers in front of me too. Billy Wagner in one of the greatest closers ever. I am odd enough. I'd maybe in a couple of years. I don't know about this one. I think I I got into this with a couple of guys in our Giants chatter. I think Joe Nathan should get in. Um, that might be it. May, maybe maybe Tim Hudson. He won a lot of games. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd probably go with that. So what was that like? Twelve guys. I think well, 12 guys. That was a lot of guys. Yeah. Sorry. Tim wants to come. Nah. Yeah, I know. Okay. So those would be my guys. Timmy. Nice. That's a good list. Those uh, guys, uh, that's a lot of home runs. There's a lot of home runs. Hmm. All right, Brooks, go ahead. Oh, I'll, I'll just, I'll just rattle off. I mean, you guys are gonna love this list. Uh, let's see. Carl Crawford, Prince Fielder, Ryan Howard, <laughs> Tim Hudson, Tori Hunter, <laughs> Tim Lincecum, Justin Morneau, Joe Nathan, Jonathan Papelbon, Jake Peavy, AJ Brzezinski, Jimmy Rollins, Mark Deshera, Omar Vizquel, Billy Wagner. No, I'm just kidding. None of those guys. Uh, no AJ. Oh, I'll never get those 20 seconds back. No, <laughs> no AJ. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you go next, Rob. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll go. David Ortiz, I will go. Oh, I'm sorry. Please add him for me too. I did oh, not say no, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so okay, yeah. I'll go David Ortiz, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Todd Helton, A Rod, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez. And that's it. Okay. Hmm. Rooksy. This is so lame. I thought I had my list handy, but I'm going to just go off of memory. Um, yeah, I would go. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Bonds, Clemens, A-Rod, uh, Kurt Schilling, uh, Scott Rowland, I know he got some flack on torture cast, but Scott Rowland was a good player, dude. He was good. He was very good. Um, 
Manny Ramirez, Andrew Jones. I probably would skip Todd Helton for now. Still got that course. Nah, he's true. Lingering in my mouth. Um, no. <laughs> and uh, I'd go with uh, Andy Pettit and Bobby Abreu. And I think that is, uh, I think that is nine. So uh, Jeff Kent and uh, David Ortiz. So throw him in there, of course. Um, <laughs> And yeah, the rest of the guys, really good careers, but I wouldn't put them on, on my ballot if I was voting and I had to stick with 10. So I'd probably bump Abreu off or Ortiz to keep it 10. So You know, funny note real quick, and, and we'll wrap, but I, I was hearing something the other day, like kind of the, 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 um, the career war, the line is kind of like 50 and over for you, know, you to like have a realistic shot at the Hall of Fame. I just want to mm-hmm. point this out real quick. I have these numbers in front of me. Alex Rodriguez was third in this ballot with career war, 117.5. Very high. Roger Mm -hmm. Clemens, 139.2. Extremely high. (laughs) Barry Bonds, who arguably has, is is he the all-time war leader, by the way? He's got to be up there. He's right there. uh, I believe uh, Jason Vossler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, of course. (laughs) No, I'm saying Vossler. Friend of the show. Bonds with 162.7, more than triple that 50, more than triple. David Ortiz is 16th on this entire list of candidates this year, 55.3. 16th, the lone guy. DH. God, it pays to be a nice guy. It really does. Well, you know, to give Big Poppy a little credit here, none of that includes any postseason. Or Um, he didn't play defense. (laughs) No, no, I know, I know. And, and anybody should know that, of course, uh, that's why his war is so low compared to everybody else's because Correct. when he did have to play defense, it was not pretty. And, um, you know, he was hidden by the DH his whole career, basically. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, Ortiz is, you know, everyone, that's the one of the tough things about this whole thing is that we can all agree that this is Big Poppy's moment to be enshrined with Clemens and Bonds and, um, maybe, um, you know, somebody else that just missed it or whatever, and, and they could just be their group and they can all be buddies and Hey, we all got in in 2022. Awesome. Instead, it's everyone's mad about bonds. A lot of people are mad about, uh, you know, Schilling and Clemens and big poppies kind of just like in there somewhere. Oh yeah. And, you know, congrats to him, but it's like, you know, he deserved not being, uh, under this cloud of everyone being pissed off, it should have been a time for celebration. You know, yeah. Big Poppy was one of the more clutch postseason uh, hitters that I ever saw, and sure. and that should mean something. Just like, um, you know, it's silly to even think of this, but we don't know how long Bumgarner is going to pitch. Maybe he pitches another eight, nine years, and then all of a sudden his overall numbers are like, hey, they're pretty good. But if you add in those postseason uh, moments, now all of a sudden you're thinking. Hey, is he somewhere in the 50% range? Who knows? But um, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I just want to mention that the postseason stuff is legit. People should, you know, remember when you think of Big Poppy, the Hall of Famer, should think about how good he was in the postseason. So that 50 war number is almost like, uh, yeah, that only tells part of the story. Agreed. Rob, any final thoughts before we wrap? Yeah, you know, that's I was going to talk about the same thing, really, with that Brooks was about, you know, it shouldn't be overshadowed. The Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, Manny Ramirez. I mean, I, there's a lot of dudes on that list who I think should be in the Hall of Fame, obviously. But, yeah, congrats to David Ortiz for getting in. He he deserved it, no doubt about it. 
I mean, I've personally, it's taken me a lot of years to warm up to the uh, DH, but I feel like I'm there now, you know, and I can respect him for, you know, being, yeah, him or him or Edgar Martinez. It's close to be the greatest DH to ever do it. Oh, they're one, two either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's damn near close. Edgar Martinez was, gosh, I, mean, I don't think people respect him enough either, but yeah, like, I really don't know where the baseball hall of fame in terms of, you know, credibility stands now. Like I'm the bonds was kind of, if, if bonds didn't get in, I was kind of and Clements for that matter. If they were somehow kept out and I held out hope until this year, like Brooks saying earlier, I thought maybe it was just a bit of a punishment that they were for being assholes all these years and last year. Okay. Okay. We know you're in. Okay. Here you go. Thanks. You know, sorry. We, we're screwing with you this whole time, but now I, I, I really don't know how much I really care about it, and that's sad. I, I, you know, it's lost a lot, a lot of credibility, and you know, you can't justify w- what happened to these two guys. You know, it's just Schilling. I, Schilling, I could kind of get because Schilling at least at least he came out and said, you know what, don't vote for me. I'm over it. Screw it. You know, he did that last year. He said, don't vote for me. I'm done. I'm angry. Forget it. Yeah. But yeah, bond, yeah, Bonds and Clemens, like, and, you know, I don't know how you, how, if you're the baseball family, unless you make some crazy changes in the next year, I don't know how they could win me back at this point. I really don't. It, sorry. And Schilling also said, see, see, no one voted for me. It's like, wait, <laughs> I told them not to vote for you. I thought that was hilarious. And, and I know this is way out of order, guys. I just wanted to bring up one more big poppy point because this is really, uh, really, really interesting to me. But one of the, I can't remember it uh, last time um, besides I should say Buster Posey. And this is the one that comes to mind, but what a way to end your career. David Ortiz as a 40 year old in 2016 guys, you ready for this? He had 38 homers and he led the league in these categories, 48 doubles, 127 RBI, 620 slugging, and 1,021 OPS and 15 intentional walks led all of Major League Baseball in those categories as a 40-year-old and then said, I'm going to drop the mic. I'm out. See ya. I had a fun time playing baseball from when I was 21 to now that I'm 40. I'm going to go ahead and walk away from the game. I just spectacular, really. I mean, 40 you're not going to see many 40-year-olds put up those numbers. It kind of is a callback to Bonds when he was 40. Right in 2004 and just like just destroying all of like logic like wait is on base percentage is six what like how does that make sense um so just wanted to shout that out if anybody just can't really remember david ortiz uh and what he did because it's been five years that was pretty pretty spectacular he was damn good and that's why he's in the hall of fame uh too bad barry bonds didn't have as good of a career Just kidding. You know, I'll wrap with this, Uh, you know, for a game that embraces its history, um, you know, it sure is running away from it as well at the same time. So, uh, you know, Brooks, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, Give him a follow at Brooks Knudsen. Obviously, you can find that um, when we post it in the morning. It'll be tagged and all that. I'm sure I'm sure we'll have you on again. I think I I would love to come back. Yeah. And uh, I wish I wish I could have given Barry Bonds an official vote, although my ballot was not real. <laughs> Timmy and Bonds, baby. That, that was my that, those are my two guys and nobody else. Nobody else allowed on my ballot. But a uh, ton of fun to be on here with you guys. Uh, this is going to 
definitely be uh, interesting next uh, whatever months and yeah. see what baseball is all about. But at least we get to marinate and have this bad taste in our mouth of Barry Bonds not being in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah. yay. We, we desperately need uh, more uh, baseball news because, yeah, I'm, yeah, we talked about this and we were blue in the face tonight. And honestly, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yep. Yeah, we said our piece uh, to yeah. all the writers that are hiding behind their <laughs> zero ballot. Uh, you know what you did. You'll you'll always know that you left Barry Bonds off your ballot. So you have to live with that. So yeah. anyways, a lot of fun, boys. Uh, I feel better now, actually, after talking. Me too. Me too. I do feel better. And, you know, yeah, maybe we got Barry it out. Got it maybe, out. Maybe Barry will get in in December. We'll see. And we'll we'll have a celebration pod. <clears throat> yes, we will. As he deserves it. So uh, we'll wrap with that. Uh, so for uh, so Brooks and Rob, let's say, hey, Doug. Thanks for joining us. Go Giants, and uh, we love you, Barry. We love you, Barry. Love you, Barry. Six deals, and Bonds hits one high. It's a deep. It is out of here. 7.56. Bonds stands alone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.